Jerry, here's the money. Oh, no, no, you can do better than that, Jerry. I want you to say it what you would mean it, brother. Hey, I got Bob Sugar on the other line. I better hear you say it. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Show you the money. Not, not show you. Show me the money. Show me the money. Yes. Louder. Show me the money. That's it, brother, but you got to yell that shit. Show me the money. I need to feel you, Jerry. Show me the money. Jerry, you better yell. Show me the money. Hello, everybody. Welcome to So What Did You Think? Uh, we're having a brand new episode today. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, the show is called So What Did You Think? Uh, this is a movie podcast show where me and a guest will come on and we'll discuss a movie that we both just saw for the first time and then we'll talk about it. Um, so today, I brought on my roommate, good friend. His name is Mike. I want to say hi to everybody. What up, everybody? Yeah. Doing good? I'm doing great, man. Yeah, glad to hear it. Um, so, what was the movie we just watched today? <laughs> so, we watched Jerry Maguire. Yeah. 1996, sports agent, hit in the box office, Tom Cruise. Yeah. All the elements, really, are all there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is uh, Tom Cruise playing a sports agent. Um, Cuba Gooden Jr.'s in it. Plays the client, I guess. Football, really in the Bill player. Simmons stratosphere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is quite the mix of like sports and movies. <laughs> until one one nice thing um, from the 90s. Um, but yeah, so if people who haven't seen this movie um, stick around for a few minutes, we're going to do some spoiler-free thoughts um, and then go see the movie and come back and then hit resume and listen to the rest of this podcast. Um, yeah, Mike, what'd you think? I thought it was an interesting movie. It was not what I was initially expecting, although I didn't really know what to expect. Like, Tom Cruise, Cuba Gooding Jr., Renee Zellweger. Yeah. Like, it was... It was. I would say it was a good movie overall, but there were there were points where I was like questioning whether or not I liked it. Like it was, it was yeah. tough at some points. I was I was like, what is the plot here? Like, what is actually going on? I'm with you on it. I enjoyed the movie pretty much throughout. I thought it was pretty funny. There was like some really good laugh out moments. I think we had, but yeah. the plot kind of went back and forth. So there's this kind of this love plot with Tom Cruise and Renee Zellweger throughout the whole movie, and that is almost not even like a B-plot, but it's almost the main plot of the movie, like this romance. But then there's also this equal plot with like Cuba Gooding Jr. and like the sports-related thing and how he's like his only client and he's trying to like make it back in the business of being a sports agent. So there's like these two things going on and I feel like the tone between the two kind of shifted a lot. Yeah, and also there's also this overarching theme. It's kind of like a character study on Tom Cruise's character. Like what like his emotions and all the stuff because he's like a complex like person. Like I think that goes through, but all the, the other storylines that are going on with, like, his who he represents, like Cuba Gooding Jr. character, and then also like the love interest. Like, you're not really sure how to judge Tom Cruise at times. I feel like it's complicated. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It, it's kind of like a weird character. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I did enjoy watching this movie though, and I think it's it's pretty rewatchable. I think there's a lot of. Um, good like quotes in there a lot of like funny moments that i would enjoy like seeing again the kids like really cute in the movie and yeah. so there's like enough things that i think i would want to rewatch it or at least like if it was on tv or like someone else was watching it i would sit down for like 20 minutes and watch a little bit of it definitely that's no it's super quotable and like right. i mean like show me the money like all the like this the, the right. kid who plays Stuart little everything like there's <laughs> Stuart little's in the movie he's <laughs> hilarious also he kind of steals the show whenever so he has like yeah. any lines or any like as soon as they just show him on screen they yeah. he doesn't have to say anything doesn't show no, his just... little face <laughs> yeah no i yeah so i mean this movie was good i think i enjoyed it 
Like, I had a good time watching this movie. I don't regret watching it. Same. Um, but, yeah, the plot was, like, a little... The, the balance of tone was a little strange for me. Yeah. Um, and I'm not totally sure what the purpose of the film was. You know, like, yeah. things happened, but, like, well, I don't know what the point of me watching that was. Like, I'll, I don't know what the message this. was. Like, do you think it had a happy ending? I, it seems so. I yeah. think, right? Like, yeah. uh... I mean, we'll, we'll get into that later when we talk about spoilers. But, like, I think it generally had a happy ending. And it was, like, a generally a feel-good movie. Like, there was a little... There was a few bumps in the road and stuff. But overall, like, there was no, like, moment that really made me, like, sad or, like, whatever. Like, it was generally a pretty feel-good movie, too. Yeah, I which, feel that. Which probably adds to the rewatchability part of it, I think. Definitely. Although I, I also don't... I don't I don't even know at certain points it didn't even feel like a sports movie like you know what I mean right which I'm curious like do people generally associate this as a sports movie because that's what I had assumed same but yeah. I didn't also know much about it I knew he was a sports agent but like I would I would argue that this movie is equally if not more rom-com than it is a sports movie <laughs> yeah that's what it felt so much more like to me honestly right and especially there's like this one kind of we'll talk about it later but there's more this one climactic scene too between like the two love interests that is literally just like beat for beat like what a rom-com is and I've like heard that speech before yeah and so I was like oh I didn't realize that was in like Jerry Maguire I thought that would have been like in some other <laughs> like yeah, rom-com some, movie like, some Netflix like yeah. 40% of Ron Tomatoes like <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean it was a good it was a good speech I guess but like yeah um yeah, I was kind of surprised by how much um, romance was. It, it wasn't like normally. I think from these types of movies, I expected like, okay, the the, the main a plot is going to be the sports part, and then there might be like a side love interest or whatever, like mm-hmm. the girl he works with. Oh, he falls in love with her, and then that's like a kind of a side thing. But they spent so much focus on that that it feels equal to the sports element. Yeah, like when you think about a movie like Moneyball. Like I feel like that is really like obviously about sports because it's yeah. It's I mean, there's like book, there's a, yeah, like, there's like relationship between the dad and the daughter, but, but that's that's definitely a B plot. Yeah, know? it's exactly. Like the, that's why I, I had trouble with this movie just because it was so unclear like what it was trying to be, mm-hmm. kind of like. No. Yeah, like I'm curious, like what generally people how they describe the movie to other people. Like if they're gonna say what what is the plot of this movie, I feel like people would probably still say. That it's about an agent who gets fired and then has he only has one client. He's trying to build back up and be a sports agent yeah. with this one guy who's Cuba Cooking Jr. But there's this also like you could equally just describe the movie and not say any of that, and then say, oh, this is about a romance where this he this guy quits his job and then this girl comes with him and then they fall in love and blah blah blah. Yeah, exactly. Because like people have described since I'm like interested in like working in the sports industry or whatever, people have come to me and said like, oh, you'd love this movie. Like it's about like an agent or whatever. Mm. But it's like having watched that, it's like would I recommend that to people for that same reason? Like, <laughs> right. I feel like it'd be more interesting to like watch it with a girl or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a good. I feel like it's a good date. Good date movie. Yeah. So that's a good balance. But I feel like also maybe this movie was trying to be trying to appeal to like maybe like a mass audience or like Definitely. something like that. Like it was trying to be a certain mainstream level. So it's trying to include elements yeah. that everyone would like. So like there is the sport element so that you would really be attracted to that. And then there's like other elements that like other people might find the romance more attractive. So like together everyone can get something out of it. Yeah. Or just yeah, it's yeah. a good comedy. Like it's really funny too. It is really funny, yeah. So I think there is pieces of it in it for everybody, but I I would have trouble finding a person that I think loves all of the elements equally. You know, like... I, for, for their specific reasons, kind of. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Or for all the reasons that you described. Like, who, like 
like if this is like your favorite movie, like I feel like that's kind of rare that you like really <laughs> liked all the balances of the weird tones that kind of <laughs> meshed in this movie. Yeah. I mean, not to diss anyone that yeah. if they're listening and they, that's their favorite movie, but I feel like there are pieces in this movie that I really liked and then other pieces that felt almost out of place or it's like, why are you spending so much time on this plot? Mm-hmm. Um, Can we move on to the, the, the spoilers now? <laughs> yeah, let, let's go into it. Okay. So if you haven't seen the movie, I know we kind of auditioned it a little bit, but it's still pretty good. I think it's a good good watch, and I think it's it's on, like, TV all the time. It's like a, yeah. people, everyone knows this movie. Everyone, most people have seen this movie, so just go watch it so you can be in the conversation. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so hit pause, go watch the movie, come back, listen to the rest of this. All right, let's go into the more specifics. Yeah. So you're talking about the happy ending. Um, I do think it's a happy ending because he does end up getting with the girl in the end. Getting back together, like yeah, getting he back together, like with, his own fault. Like, kind of like he right, like, and he's happy. how much she means to him and stuff. Right, I think that's kind of the major arc, which is why I almost think the romance is like the a plot because I agree. Like he, his arc is that like even at the beginning of the movie, they're showing like compilations of like all his ex girlfriends, and they're like, oh, he doesn't really love me. He just like he can't be alone. Like he's so he just like isn't can't a good be friend. intimate. He, yeah, yeah. He can't be intimate. Blah blah blah. All this stuff, and then by the end, he has this whole arc and growth, and he realizes that he can like, be intimate and fall in love and be happy with someone else. Um, so I feel like that's the, almost the main growth in this Cuban Gooding Jr. plot. I mean, he has his own separate thing almost, mm-hmm. like, of him, like, I guess, succeeding in this this game. Like, I, I think it's also, like, kind of a similar, like, it's, like, an emotional thing, too, with his, like, plot with Cuban Gooding Jr. because it's, like, he needs that kind of emotional support from a friend, like... And then he mm-hmm. also gets that from, like, the Renee Zellweger character, like, at the end, finally. he It's kind of like he initially was, like, this hotshot, like, business guy that, like, was, like, the guy in the office or whatever. And, like, then he kind of realizes that he needs to, like, I don't know, kind of be more sensitive in a way and, like, accept, the, like, the love that's around him kind of to a certain extent. Or, like, he right. comes to value that because, like, the triumphant moment with, like, his, like, client, and then also then he realizes how important, like, the family aspect is to him, too. Right, I agree. And I do think Cuba Gooding Jr. is a part of that in a it sense. It definitely because, is. Because, like, he has this amazing relationship with his wife, and he's, yeah. like, always saying how much he loves her, and they're always being, like, very PDA and stuff, and so he's always kind of watching that throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. And so I think, like, even at the end when he wins the football game, and it, his wife calls him, make sure he's okay, and he's like, oh, my God, I love you so much, I love you so much. And he's like, like, Tom Cruise is getting, like, teary-eyed watching that. I think yeah. that is kind of what draws him to go run back to Renee Zellweger and yeah. make that speech. That is true. Um, but also they need each other throughout the movie, I feel like, too, which is, like, a subplot in and of itself. Like, it's just them becoming close over time, and then obviously it culminates in that in the end. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is, like, a story about both, like, a relationship and a friendship. Exactly. Like yeah, that's what I was trying people. to say. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay, I do agree with that. Um, which is interesting. Like, it's kind of weird to put f- equal focus, I think, to both the friend and the... Yeah. Like, the significant other. Although I do think they spent more time overall developing, like, the like the love interest plot. Like, you remember that one long scene, like, in the f- front porch of their house? Like, right, where he was, it was like, very, like, romance. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, like, that was yeah. not sports. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like where's a sports? Yeah, it was, <laughs> it's like, jeez. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, there's there's a decent amount of sports, but I would say, yeah, I think... You could easily take out the sports from this movie and still have a, a movie. 
<laughs> like, if yeah. you take all the sports and in this you would movie, still have the main components of it. You still have like the main <laughs> plot. There's still the growth of the character. There's still yeah. a good. There's tension. There's like all these different elements that you would need in a movie with just the love interest part. Exactly. And then the sports is almost like added extra, and it yeah. just like makes the movie. It's a rom com with like longer. a side of sports. Like, <laughs> like yeah. that's exactly that's what, what it is. Meal we just ate. Yeah. <laughs> so the entree was the romance. Yeah. Exactly. Side of fries, a little side of sport. No. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I could also say, like, the. I feel like it's, like, a romance movie, but, like, the setting is sports, mm. you know? Yeah. Like, we, we just saw Ad Astra the other day, and I feel like that's the same kind of thing where it's, like, a like almost the movie's about identity, but it, the but, like, setting the is space. Yeah, exactly. You know? Like, it's kind of the same thing where it's, like, yeah, it is, like, it's a space movie, but it's really not about space. It's, like, about, like, his own personal struggle, and I think this mm. movie, sure, you could call it a sports movie, but it's really about his own sh- struggle with intimacy or yeah. like finding someone to love um, kind of like embracing himself kind of like right like finding both a friend and like a lover I guess yeah. so yeah it's just it's interesting I think I do kind of like it now that we're kind of breaking it down a little bit I know Sam but yeah it is kind of jarring because I, I, a lot of movies don't do that where they balance two things equally like that um, and also just the tone was like inconsistent too so it was hard to like get like a feel for what was coming next or whatever because mm-hmm. there would be like a really intimate scene like with like I don't know like ro- romance wise and then there would be like a slapstick like joke or something hilarious that would come up it was like right I don't know it was really interesting how it yeah. balanced like the serious and also just like completely ridiculous like tone right like yeah, Tom I, Cruise I, had some crazy like outbursts of like emotion throughout it and like Tom Cruise it, was going was, like, for it he was <laughs> he bought in like yeah. that was like what I wrote I was like Tom Cruise is wild in cause like there were some moments there where he was like I wrote this quote down cause I thought it was so funny <laughs> it was like when he first gets fired from the job and he's like walking and he tries to give this huge speech to the office and he like walks out and he's like I'm not gonna do what you all think I'm gonna do which is flip out and then he does this <laughs> And there's this, like, crazy, like, thing. A little, like, spasm. Like. Yeah, he, like, spazzes out. Like, he's doing... He went for it in this movie. He, there was a several things in that movie where he's just like, ah! Like, yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I, I enjoyed watching Tom Cruise's performance. It was just very, like, wow, okay, you made a choice in this movie. I dig it. Like, I'm, I'm in for it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hadn't seen Tom Cruise in a role like this before, so I was, like, I was all about it. Yeah, I mean, we can talk about that briefly then. Do you, like, have... What kind of movies have you seen Tom Cruise? Just, because, like, action stuff, basically. Right, yeah. Because I think there's very two distinctive eras of, like, Tom Cruise, which is, like, 90s Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. and then there's, like, the action star Mission Impossible Tom Cruise now. Yeah. And they're, they're very different. Like, he was in, like, Magnolia in the 90s. He did, like, A Few Good Men. Like, all of these, like, very good movies, I think. Like, I, they're all really good, and I think he's actually a decent actor in all of these. And it's weird that he's, like... Not that he's a bad actor now, but he's, like, a... He's, like a a better action star now like he yeah or like he's relegated himself to those roles or like but maybe it's just I don't know there's motivations for a bunch of different things like maybe he enjoys the adrenaline that he gets from from shooting those movies I'm sure he does because he does all of his own stunts and stuff and also they pay really well right but like he also has the chops to do like right actual like dramatic roles like Adam Sandler like yeah I agree in a different way yeah, I mean, Liam Neeson's almost the same way, too. Liam Neeson in the 90s and early 2000s was doing much more dramatic roles. Like, he did Schindler's List, and now mm-hmm. he's doing, like, Taken. And like, he's yeah. become, like, this weird action star, like, in his 60s. And, like, That's Tom Cruise is kind of doing the same thing, which is so backwards. I feel like you'd almost start as an action star, and then once you get older, you go into more dramatic. Mm. So it's weird that Tom Cruise has had this weird backwards trajectory. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I do like him in these kind of movies, though. Like, I think he's really good in this one. Same. Um, yeah, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. <laughs> it's, it's, like, hard to, even, like, for the audience, or for me at least, it was hard to, like, the other characters in the movie were constantly saying how it was hard to, like, figure out what was going on in his head. It was hard for, like, us to figure out what was going on in his head. Like, yeah. I honestly hadn't, like, it was really confusing, like, to try and figure him out, honestly. Right. It's, yeah, it's hard. Because he's, like, he, he struggles to be intimate, I guess. So, like, it's hard to see, like, what his actions are doing. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's good. I think that was probably on purpose then. Like, oh, definitely. he probably wrote his character to be hard to understand. <laughs> so, I guess that succeeded in that. Um, yeah. Um, also, I want to talk about Cuban Gooding Jr. Because I think I'm not, like, not really a big fan of him generally in movies. <laughs> like, huge, huge hot take from Nick. <laughs> he's never, like, stood out to me. I mean, I guess he was good in, like, the OJ series. He's, like, fine in that. I don't know. What else was he in? Like, Rat Race or something? Like, I don't know. Some, like, family movies, like, in yeah, the he was... 2000s. Like, he was, like, <laughs> raking in that dough, like, Ice Cube. Like, <laughs> oh, you, yeah. know, you know exactly what I'm yeah, talking about. Exactly. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, but yeah, he was pretty good in this. I don't know, he was really funny. He was super funny. He had some great lines yeah. in this movie. And like he, he had the whole show me the money scene, which is really funny. <laughs> I wrote down that quote too, because he like that whole scene was he made Tom Cruise yell, show me the money, like yep. over and over again in the in the office. <laughs> that was hilarious. He was like, Say you love black people. And he's like, I love black people. <laughs> and like everyone's staring at him in the office. It's like an entirely white office, like <laughs> That line really got me. I don't know why. But. but also, like, he was really good at the very end in that, like, triumphant moment when he, like, scores the touchdown and, like, after he blacks out and is unconscious and then wakes back up and he's, like, dan- going crazy, like, dancing all o- over the place. And then, like, five minutes later, he's, like, crying and thanking Jerry Maguire for everything. Like, I, mm. he was actually, like, really good in that part, too, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, he really showed, like, a lot of range. Like, he... yeah. He was, like, funny and serious. Like, he could do... He was, like, pretty good. Like, I really enjoyed it. And Renee Zellweger was, like, pretty decent, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Overall, it was, like, a pretty solid cast, and, like, everyone was kind of making choices. And the kid. The kid, yeah. What was his name? Ray? He yeah. sold the show. Like, Kid's the best part of the movie. He, what a, he was a star. I was, like, reading, like, a little excerpts, like, beforehand, um, saying how they actually cast a different kid initially, and then, like, six weeks into shooting, they... This kid just like came in. He had like only done like a McDonald's commercial before, Whoa. and they he like was charmed everybody. Yeah, and then like they cast him, and he's now he, and then he became a megastar. Like right, he was in. Like I as soon as I looked him up, I was like, oh my god, this kid is like from my childhood. Like yeah. he was like he was Stuart Little in all those movies. He was um he was in like that like some vampire like, movie like he Mike was, like, like Mike. Yep, like. As soon as I was like, oh my god, this kid was everywhere. Yeah. Like, I love this kid. And I was, I was like, he hasn't really done much now. Like, not, he's like, I guess, no longer like a cute little 10-year-old, but like... Gotta have that reincarnation now. Like, <laughs> yeah. He was great. I love this kid. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, no, he had some really great moments. There was one moment where, he, like, at the beginning of the movie where he was standing on, like, the luggage revolver in the airport. Oh, so good. <laughs> he was just, like, high-fiving all the airport like, so good. people. So <laughs> good. He had such, like, confidence. I love that. Like, for, like, a, what was he, four, probably, like, yeah. in this? like Something like that. Like, he's yeah. crazy. It was funny. And he had the line, and he had the thing at the end where, two the the people are playing baseball, and he catches the ball, yeah. and he just chucks it, and just, like, he kills it. And then, like, Tom Cruise is like, oh, like, gotta watch out for this guy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, starts scouting him. I feel like some of the characters in the, like, periphery kind of like her renee zelliger her like sister is also really funny too 
Mm-hmm. Like, cause she has her own stuff going on. She's like very like insecure and like doesn't trust men at all. Mm-hmm. But she just says has like some great one-liners throughout it that kind of like lightens the mood sometimes. I feel like. Yeah, yeah, I feel that too. Yeah, she was she was good in the movie. I like. Yeah. Like, it was a very feel-good movie overall. Like, everyone, I was just like, oh, like, I liked that. But it was also so weird at the same time. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, there were some, like, interesting choices. I also want to say, like, the, there were some parts that were, like, very kind of, like, in the way it was edited a little bit was, like, kind of, like, surreal. Like, then, like they were doing, in the, minute, in the beginning of the movie, when he's, like, he first releases the, the mission statement. Yeah. <laughs> Not the memo. Not the memo. Not the memo. It's a mission statement. Yeah. And he, he releases that, and then they're showing that that super cut of, like, all his ex-girlfriends, mm. like saying how he can't be intimate and stuff. At his bachelor party or whatever. Right, yeah. Yeah. Is that what that... That was his... Er. It was some, like, party or something congratulating him or... Yeah. But, like, that scene, like, I don't think the video was like that really at all. Like, they they edited it together in a way where that's how he, like, perceived that video. Right. I don't think they were, like, saying all that, like, generally mean stuff. Like, because, like, they wouldn't say all these mean things about himself and, like, in this congratulatory That's, that's how he was, like, perceiving it in his head. It was, like, an ec- it was, like, echoing in his mind. That's all he could focus on, like. Right. And there were a bunch of choices like that in the movie, I think, where it was, like, showing how he perceives things rather than, like, just, like, binary how it actually happened. So I liked, yeah. generally, the editing of it because like, I thought it was very, it was different. It was, like, unique in that way. It showed how he was, like, distorting reality in his own mind, kind of, to a certain mm-hmm. extent. Like, yeah. And you know, apparently, so the apparently the idea behind like the memo came from like, you know, Jeffrey Katz- Katzenberg. Uh, no. He like <laughs> he was one of the big guys at like Disney. I'm pretty sure. And okay. so he wrote like a similar like manifesto type thing. Oh yeah. Like in the 90s. Um, oh, interesting. And like it was like some thoughts on like business or whatever on, mm. on f- some potential issues facing our business or something like that. So uh, I think Cameron Crowe like drew inspiration from this, and then like right. apparently a few years ago he actually released the 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 one that was in uh, Jerry Maguire because we don't oh, actually, they actually see wrote it. Like, yeah, they wrote a real thing. Yeah, oh, interesting. Because we don't actually you only see like a few lines in the actual movie. Right. Like one of the key things was like how it was like. Fewer clients, like less money, less yeah, money. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, but that's not apparently what what was actually written in it. Oh, that's cool that they actually like wrote a thing. Yeah, for it. that'd be cool to read actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that. Also, like now talking about Cameron Crowe for a second too. I thought like a lot of the way he directed it was really interesting too. It was like there was a lot of like closer shots, a lot of like handheld um, yeah. type things. Like it just, it made it feel more intimate, which is kind of funny because like. Tom Cruise lacks intimacy for the most in the, in the movie, but there's a lot of like these yeah. like close up shots of like either eyes or just like close ups of face. Like in the scenes, mm-hmm. you hardly ever get like establishing shots. You're getting like these really close, intimate things. Um, That's true. So it's like it was almost like you're like looking in, which may again go back to like this whole thing where I was from Tom Cruise's like perspective, mm. like his perception of the world is like this weird close up, intimate thing. Like he doesn't see the big picture. I don't know. I could be reading into that. but No, no, I, I like that. That's a good point. I didn't yeah. think about that as much, but... Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was just something I started picking up because it was just, like, there was a lot of... Like, when people were talking, it always felt like I was just seeing their face and not, like, both of them in the same shot. Like, it was always, like, these really yeah. close back-and-forth um, right. kind of shots and stuff. Um, so it was kind of interesting. It just seemed like a... Maybe that's just, like, Cameron Crowe's style in general, but I don't know. Um, so that was cool. Um... Yeah, some other quotes <laughs> that I just thought were funny. I wrote a couple down because there were some really good lines. There's one when she's about to go on the date with Tom Cruise, like Renee Zellweger, and her sister like comes out to talk to her, and she's like, like she's already the 
Renee Zellweger is already crying because she like has Tom Cruise has such a good relationship with her son, and so she's like, "Oh my god, like don't cry at the beginning of the date, cry at the end, like I do." <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Um, and then also, <laughs> can we talk about the nanny for a second? Right, oh, oh, sorry, sorry, child technician. <laughs> so many funny random like why why do they need to call him a child technician? It's literally the most hilarious thing ever. It just yeah, his it's character just, made no sense in the movie. Like I just don't. He was like a huge Coltrane fan. Like yeah, it was like Miles Davis and John Coltrane. He like gives him a CD like right before he like goes in to like hook up with who I don't know his relationship to. He was just the nanny. Like and he was just giving au pair. <laughs> I set you up for that one. <laughs> yeah, it was just kind of weird. Like, he gave him some jazz record. He just says weird things. His character easily, very easily, could have been cut out of this movie. And I wouldn't have noticed. But, like, but I'm glad he was there. I don't know like, if I'm glad he was there, but it added, like, a weird, fun mystery element. That's such, like, a 90s spin on it. Like, I feel like. Yeah. It's just like, let's like, just, like a little spunk like, in this movie. Yeah, like, exactly. Just that was a weird nanny character. Like, I don't know. Who are you? I don't, I don't know why he and was the there. the kid like, clearly did not like him that much. Like, right. Like, was he there to, like, show that the kid, like, doesn't really, like, like get along with the nanny who's a guy, and then Tom Cruise comes along, and that's, like, the first guy he gets along with? Oh, yeah. Is that, like... They, they were probably setting it up for that, honestly. Maybe. I feel like that was maybe the, the purpose of it, but that didn't really come across. But then he was still just, like, in the movie. Like, Right. It's like, no wonder the kid doesn't like him. He's, like, weird. He's, like... Calling himself a child technician and like giving like random men jazz CDs. Like, mission. Yeah. Like, it was just, yeah, I don't know. His character was weird. I'm not a big fan of that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, other funny moments like uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. when he, at the end of the game, and like, it's, well, it's a serious moment at first where he's like out on like, everyone's like, the whole crowd is watching him. Like, is he going to get up? And then he just, like, gets up and, like, just does this crazy dance. <laughs> He's, like, break dancing. <laughs> like, actually break dancing. Yeah. And I was like, like, what happened? You were unconscious. Yeah, like, like, you got, like, hit in the head hard, like, a switch turned on, and you were just, like, ready to, I don't crazy. know. That, like, that, things like that in the movie where I was like, this is weird. Yeah. Like, this is kind of a weird, like, what? Like, I'm down. Like, I'm having fun watching Cuban Gooding Jr., like, celebratory dance in the end zone by, like, breakdancing on his head. But like, it kind of takes you out of, like... like yeah, it was, like, a pretty serious scene, and then they yeah, just, like, cut it exactly. with a joke. And it, it was like, okay. I was like, interesting. Yeah. So, I, I think, again, I think it's, like, the balance of tone was kind of strange in this movie. And there's, like, weird choices. Maybe it's just, like, because it's 1996. Exactly. I don't know what, like, what the hell people were doing in 1996. <laughs> Had to, like, spice things up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They were, doing, they were doing crazy stuff back in the 90s, maybe. I don't know. Um... Okay, have you heard of this thing where Tom Cruise, like, it's a rumor, I'm pretty sure, but, like, Tom Cruise in his contract is, like, for, like he demands that he runs in every movie. Have you heard of this? No. <laughs> I love this, though. Yeah. There's a couple people like that, but, like, that have these weird things, supposedly. Like, Brad Pitt is supposed to always eat a sandwich or, like, eat something in a oh, movie. Oh, yeah, I heard It's, that. like, every movie you always see him, like, eating a burger or something. Like, and then, like, Tom Hanks, supposedly, is always supposed to, like, pee in a movie. Like, he just likes... Having a Guys gotta go. Yeah, yeah, like he just likes the inclusion of the bladder release. <laughs> but anyway, about the Tom Cruise thing, there was another moment at the end of the movie. He's like running. I think I don't remember exactly where, but I, he, I think he was running back to Renee Zellweger, like at the end of the movie, or to in like the airport, go do this big speech, and he's yeah. in the airport. Yeah, yeah. And he's doing this run. I don't know. I just it stands out to me so blaringly in every movie now because I always see Tom Cruise running, like. When I think of Tom Cruise, like... You can't not think about it. I always think about him running within the first, like, ten seconds. 
<laughs> like, so I don't know. It's just like uh, even '90s Tom Cruise. Is I feel this. like Tom Cruise's personality outside of acting has been described as like he's like all over the place. You know, he was in, wasn't he in in like Scientology and stuff like that? Oh yeah, I think he's still very I, into that. D- yeah, I think like his like craziness like shows through in this movie. Like sometimes yeah. I'm like maybe that's just Tom Cruise like being himself. Like yeah. they're like Tom, like this isn't we don't want you to act like this in the movie. And he's like, what? I'm not gonna flip out. Like it's like method acting his own life. Like he's like <laughs> that's a good take. Yeah, I like that take. <laughs> Like when he's like eighty, he's just gonna reveal that he that was all a role. Yeah, exactly. He's like actually not in the Scientology. <laughs> he like got us all. Yeah, I know Tom Cruise is a little, little crazy. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> also, I was telling this in the movie. I don't know if people. This is another thing. I, I I know weird things about Tom Cruise, I guess. But he also like his teeth are just like not centered in his mouth. <laughs> and it's, like, something I noticed, like, a long time. I, I think someone pointed out to me. And it's something I just can't unsee now. Dude, like, where where was Invisalign when, to, like, in 1996? <laughs> like, he could have used that. I know. Like, I know. <laughs> like, but now it's, like, a thing, you know? Like, I think he owns it now. But, like, <laughs> it's just kind of weird. It's, like, like, he's a very, like, attractive dude. And then, like, you look at his mouth and you're, like, wait. You're, like, look at the teeth. And you're, like, wait. Something, something is off. Like, do you only have one front tooth? And you're like, no, 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 there's two. Oh, wait. <laughs> it's like, this it's is off. ridiculous. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it's a very good good conversation. <laughs> Great take. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've, now that everyone's heard it, now that I said this on the podcast, I think everyone's going to watch out for it. You should watch out for it because it's, it's very obvious. His not, teeth? Yeah. <laughs> not to diss Tom Cruise. I'm just pointing it out. I'm not judging him. Yeah. Like, he's still a very attractive dude. <laughs> but, Tom, if you're listening, like, don't feel self-conscious. Yeah, don't, it's chill, don't, man. Don't, dude. I'm sorry. I didn't Yeah, I'm take, mean it as a compliment. <laughs> um, I do want to talk about the relationship, I think, with Tom Cruise and Renee Zellweger a little bit. Because I also, at the beginning of the movie, like, when she, I think especially when she, like, even when they first meet on the plane, really, I was like, okay, I kind of know where this is going. Like, at the end of the movie, they're kind of, like, going to get together. Yeah. And, like... It was pretty obvious, like... Right. But what I was surprised with is how far it went so fast. Like, they got married. Like, like they got <laughs> married. And, like, not in the, the end of the, of the movie, movie. Like, in the middle of the movie. Yeah. Like, an hour in, maybe? An yeah. hour and a half, maybe, in? No, maybe, like, like, an hour in, honestly. Yeah, like, not that far. Like, they, like, so I was surprised, like, the direction they took this romance, where it was, like... Yeah. They married kind of quickly, and she loves him, but he had trouble with intimacy, so he couldn't love her back. And then he grows to love her after they've already married and kind of split up for a bit. Like, it was just, like... It was interesting how quickly his life just, like, fell apart in the first, like, 20 minutes of the movie. Like, he, like, lost his, like, fiancé. He, like, got fired. Like, it was, like... There yeah. wasn't much development there. It was just like, oh, now everyone hates him at work all of a sudden, and his wife hates him, and, like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, true. Also, like, now that you brought up the beginning, too, I remember there was a lot of, like, narration that Tom Cruise yeah. was doing. Like, there was a whole montage, and then they dropped the narration, like, for the rest that of the movie. That was so weird, yeah. I which I didn't about think that. about, because I just kind of forgot they narrated it anything. Like, don't you think... I feel like the narration should have come back at the end and be like... Yeah, that's why I was so I confused know. about this movie. It was just all over the place, like... Right, like, scene to scene, it was funny and a good time. Yeah. But, like, collectively, a lot of things clash and, like, are kind of weird Weird choices were made. I feel like if I were to rewatch it now, I would be questioning things a lot more, too. Like, I'd be like, right. why? Interesting that they decided to do that. Like, yeah. I would be interested to rewatch it just to see, like, like now that I know the ending and the whole arc of everything, like, yeah. how things kind of 
pieced together and like why mm-hmm. they put things in the way they did. Like, or if I could pick up more stuff in the first like half an hour, like, mm. yeah, I think yeah, there's interesting things that like things I missed. I think like just the narration, like it's something I forgot about. But if I watch it again, I'd be like, oh yeah, wait, why? Why is there narration for five minutes of this movie? Kind of like you could have gotten rid of that and then had no narration. And I think it probably would have been better. Also, can we talk about how like. Why Renee Zellweger, like her character, like why she she was very quick to like hop on, yeah, fall 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 (laughs) fall in love with Tom Cruise. I guess maybe it was just like because like she just really loved that mission statement. That mission, but like it sound like the way it was described sounded like someone who like just had watched too many like motivational speeches on YouTube and then just like threw up a twenty five page document. (laughs) Like yeah, right. It was like. He even said it was like, oh, it's kind of wishy-washy. It like, sounds like preachy. And like, like, I'm not a writer. This, yeah. <laughs> this doesn't sound good the way you're setting this yeah, up. Like, <laughs> yeah, and no, I, only uh, one, like, and then it was weird because they framed it like as like people were like applauding him for doing it, but then also like talking bad about him behind his back. Like, you know, those mm-hmm. other agents were like hated him secretly or like it was very confusing like if actually people liked it because when he actually gets fired, she's the only person that leaves to work with him. Right. Like, I was also kind of confused by that. I, I think part of that might have been it's his perception of it, and so he thought the memo went really well. And yeah. so, like, that party was almost, like, exaggerated. And, like, people were like, oh, my God, like, I love you. Like, yeah, blah, 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 I think and all that. like, that's probably right. Like, the way that they, they had that, like, Bachelor video or whatever, uh-huh. how he tuned into only those certain things. Like, it seemed to him, right. like, everyone just loves him, like, all the time or whatever. It's like... Right. Yeah, I think that might have been part of his, like, his own perception. Delusional, like... Yeah, yeah. Like, it was kind of, like, a delusional thing. But yeah, it was kind of weird because it's like, it was it good? Like people were clapping, and then like people were like talking about it behind his back. Like, oh, he's got one week, one week left. Like, yeah, they would have those shots where it'd just be like directly at like people who would be like, "Great job, man!" Like applauding or whatever. But then it seemed like not very realistic. You know what I mean? I feel like those were the ones where you could like kind of tell it was like, "Is this reality? Like, what am I watching?" Right. Like. Right. I think at the beginning, especially, it was like that, where I was yeah. questioning, is this real or is this, like, his imagination? And I think that went away 20, 30 minutes into the movie. And that just became, like, a normal movie. And, and then it was, like, <laughs> just, like, a normal movie with some weird choices in it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you know, but it lost that, like, sense of, like, his perspective, I think. Yeah. Which I really liked at the beginning of the movie. I was like, oh, Same. interesting choice to make it so first person. Yeah, that was, yeah, that narration was really interesting. I, um, I kind of yeah. I actually wish there was more of that. Now that I think about it, right? I think yeah, I think they should have like kept going with it, or just dropped it entirely. Like either drop the surrealist, like first person perception kind of thing, or just go all in and make the whole movie that, and make it extra surreal and like whatever you know. Because yeah, like there were like inflection points throughout the movie where he was definitely like struggling and like having such a tough time. Like all of his like clients dropped him or whatever. Mm-hmm. So and he was just left with like. Cuba Gooding Jr.'s character or whatever, and, like, that probably would have been a good time to, like, insert that narration, like, instead of just trying to, like, throw in some random one-liner from, like, Cuba Gooding Jr.'s brother or whatever, like, Mm -hmm. it's like, why are they spending so much time, like, it was hilarious, but, like, confusing, like. Yeah. That's kind of what this movie is. Hilarious, but a a little confusing. Yeah. Or or a little, a couple weird choices. Yeah. (laughs) Oh. What was I, I was going to say something about um, Renee Zellweger's character because um, I don't remember anymore. But <laughs> well, let's talk about the speech near the end. So there was um, that big like speech he gives. So yep. that was I was really familiar with that. 
That's yeah. like the whole thing where he's like, you complete me. Yeah. And then she's like, you had me at hello. Like, yeah. that is very cliche, but that actually comes from this movie, I think. Um, yeah, that's crazy. There's a lot of cliches that come from this movie now. I yeah. feel like you realize, like... Right. I, uh, so, like, this, this, uh, even I think that whole speech was, like, less cliche in 96 than it is now. Like, doing that whole oh, speech definitely. where he, he runs back to the girl and, like, gives this whole huge thing. And she's like, you had me at the beginning. Like, whatever. Know, like, yeah. It's, it's, like, so melodramatic. And, like, it's in very, front of all these divorced women. And they're yeah. all, like, she, like, swooning. Ref- yeah, like, she refuses to go talk, have a very intimate private conversation in private. Yeah. And Let's has have it in front, in front of, of all, everyone. Yeah. All of her best girlfriends. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, like, that whole... And, but the... Like the context of the "you complete me" thing, I was like, okay, that is kind of nice because that that I think is a callback to the elevator yep. when there's that PDA couple and he he signs to her yep. that says "you complete me," and he, at, at the beginning of the movie, he's kind of like, huh, like what is I don't what I don't get it, but at the yeah, because like he's I'm not it, emotional yeah. or whatever, like I, right, yeah, it's growth. It's yeah. good, that's writing. That's good writing. That's, that's crazy, dude. <laughs> that's, a, that's a cool Easter egg you picked out there. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> really foreshadowed that. Good job, writer. Um, <laughs> um, a couple other just, like, random things. I think there was one thing in the car. He, like, was switching between music, yep. um, and he, like, couldn't find a song that, like, matched his mood. I thought that was really funny. And then it was Free Falling. And then it was Free Falling, which yeah. is just a funny choice. I think I knew Free Falling was in this movie, too. Okay. I feel like that might be kind of a famous thing, too. Kind of a famous song, also. Yeah, I've heard. <laughs> I've heard things about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, if you want to play it, like, deep, I, maybe that was, like, a choice in there. He's like, okay, you can't be, like, intimate. You can't, like, settle down. <laughs> you can't pick a or song. Or it was also, like... Like, it's metaphor. It was after he had, like originally kind of like it was like a handshake signing that he was going to represent the guy that was going to go be the first pick in the mm-hmm. draft and then it was like i think he didn't realize that like how much negativity was kind of coming his way maybe because he was like free falling like downwards that's how i kind of viewed it why they chose that song oh interesting. because all of his luck kind of changed after that yeah oh interesting okay yeah, yeah okay i, I was know. kind of viewing it and said like it was a happy thing he's like i'm free Free falling, like he's like happy to be like free falling. I, I guess yours makes way more sense than what I, I guess I didn't think. I like that. that. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's like a kind of a happy song, so I was like, oh, happy yeah. mood. I don't. But yeah, no, I think yours probably makes more sense. That's a yeah, good good song choice movie. Definitely. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, what else was I gonna say? <sighs> I don't remember. How, what would you rate this out of 10, this movie? Oh, that's a good question. Or I out think, of 100, even. Either way. Well, it's the same thing, yeah. really. Just add a zero. Yeah. You got it. Decimal point. Um, yeah. I would give it, like, a, like a 7. Okay. Maybe. Like, like a 6.8. Or a 68, if you want to do 100. Um, I did a little quick math there. Yeah. <laughs> Great. I think it's 68. I don't know. What about you? Man, that's really tough, actually. I, I'm surprised. I thought you would have rated it higher, actually. Really? Yeah. Maybe I would say, like, a 75. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'm... I don't know. Maybe it is I, It was, like, an enjoyable movie. Like... Yeah, the thing is, I enjoyed it, but I'm not, like, in love with it. Same. Where it's, like, I, there's some movies where I'm, like, wow, that was so good. Yeah. Like, I just want to watch that again right now. Like... Yeah. And this movie is, like... That was really good. Like, that was a good Sunday afternoon movie to watch. Yeah. It's, I think it's also a good group watch. Like, Definitely. I think it would be fun to watch with, like, five or six friends. A lot of laughs. Yeah, yeah, like, it's, like, a funny movie. Generally feel good. Like, nothing too serious. Like, 
Um, like, if you kind of, like, zone out for a little bit or kind of, like, step away and you come back, like, you're really not missing it's much because like, it's not really a plot. They're going to get back together or, like, whatever. Like, <laughs> like you kind of know, yeah, you kind of know the arc what's going to happen. So, like, yeah. yeah. Um, I actually, I, ca- I kind of expected it to be better, actually. Like, I was, like, maybe a little disappointed. I don't know why. Like, I feel like I've heard nothing but good things about it. But, like, it was, like, definitely way more flawed than I expected. Does yeah, I mean, the balance of tone is, like, I guess a flaw in my perspective. Same. But I no, think it, it could work for some people. I think, like, I, th- yeah. I do think it's an interesting choice that they went for, and I, th- I think people could really like it. But I think for both of us, like, we just didn't personally, like, really click with that. I feel like the, the movie was made for, like, kind of, like, a, a general audience. Yeah. I, like, would have liked to see more, like, focus, I feel like. Or it was, like, they have some. It's kind of like they have something for everyone. Yes. But, like... Nothing for... One person, like, yeah, like exactly. not everything for one person. Exactly. That that's exa- that's what I was trying to say. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like they're going for like getting almost. I want, I want, it's not necessarily quantity over quality, but like kind of in a sense where it's like they're putting out a lot so everyone can grasp at least one thing. Maximum service but area. I, yeah, exactly. Like everyone can like like this movie, but no one's gonna love this movie. Yeah, because there's not. There's nothing there for like one person to just love everything. All of it. You know, like, Unless, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't love know. everything, every choice they made in this movie. But I like a lot of it to be like, oh, I like that movie. Like that yeah. was that was a pretty good movie. I can understand why like like the Ringer or that it's like a classic like rewatchables movie mm-hmm. because like it's definitely I could see that being a movie where people would be really nostalgic if they had seen that like in their as a teen or something like that. Like this is a classic right. movie where it'd be like, oh, like I remember watching that. Like right. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I it, yeah, it definitely is like something that people like. I feel like most people have seen this movie, and most people can talk about this movie. It's like a classic '90s movie, honestly. Like it really is a '90s movie. I like wrote that down. Where it's like this is like one of those like mainstream '90s films that got like a much larger budget, and like it wouldn't be made now. Like Bill Simmons on his podcast, he talks about this all the time. Where it's like there's always all these like '90s movies that got like a fifty to like a seventy million dollar budget. Yeah, and like had a like. Like just a crazy star in it, like like Tom Cruise or like the Matt Damon type or like yep. the Ben Affleck type, like those kind of people, like I don't know Edward Norton or something. Like all those people from the '90s that were like just mega stars. Yep. Like that we don't have that now. We don't have these mega stars that are doing large budget, like original screenplays, which may just be part of like how Hollywood is working now, and it's like we have run out of like original ideas. It's or whatever. bad though. Because like, like now, I mean, there's still original stuff for sure, but like it's all like smaller indie things like a24 is like killing it but they're all like small 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 budgets like less than 10 million for sure you have like the art by committee aka marvel movies (laughs) like the huge budget obviously raking as much cash as they can than like the actual like yes there's less in between art house like yeah indie films i feel like there's a a large divide right now in hollywood between art house and then just like mainstream blockbuster yeah and and then 90s and even 2000s and really any time before now like there was just like more focus on like middle movies mm-hmm. and this is like a mid middle movie like it's a that original really. screenplay that has a large budget a big star attached to it and it's an it's just original and it's like about not superheroes or a western <laughs> and it's like yeah. it's not like one of those an action it's not like it's an action, action movie, movie. it's not yeah. an action movie yeah. yeah um so yeah i don't know that's bad that these types of movies are going away obviously like, i are like right. at least to me like right i do think they'll probably be this is my theory. I think there might be probably a resurgence in the next 10 years just yeah. because the people that grew up watching those movies, which is, like, 
probably slightly older than we are. Like, we didn't really grow up in the 90s, but, like, the people that are 5 to 10 years older than us... 30 to 45-year-olds, like... Right, or about to be making features. Like, they're about to be the big-name directors in a few years. So I think they're the ones that are going to be making the the movies they loved when they were growing up in the 90s. Yeah, greenlighting those projects that are, like, the middle budget, too. Exactly. Because, like, now there's this huge 80s resurgence and a lot of, like, 80s... A lot of, like, cheesy action movies or, like, just, like... 80s throwbacks like Stranger Things or It like these things that are like come from the 80s or just about the 80s or like Um, yeah kind of like a critique or like a they're like a satire of like the 80s movies or something like that or 70s mm -hmm. even like when you think about like the nice guys something like that Mm -hmm. that's kind of like I I would I love those types of movies honestly yeah no I do too but I think it it just says something about who the the filmmaker is and what they're pulling from because every filmmaker kind of pulls from their own experiences or what they liked or whatever so um, I think I hope these movies like come back eventually like I hope we start to have stars like like I miss the Matt Damon like where's the Matt Damon of now like Miles Teller like no not really like (laughs) yeah it's true like who is it like Michael B. Jordan like yeah you know, like, I don't know, there's, like... I was just thinking about Matt Damon and the Good Will Hunting story. It's, like, you never, the, you don't hear that as much how, like, I don't know, uh-huh. how he wrote, him and Ben Affleck wrote that. That's such, like, a... That would have only happened then, maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it would be tougher for those, that type of thing to happen much tougher. now. Um, but it was, I just think that whole 90s era is so... I, like, I'm in love with all these 90s actors like that. Like, Ed Norton and Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. They're all competing for the same exact parts. Yeah. And, like, it was just Leo, a very competitive even. environment. Yeah. yeah, like, Leo. Um, there's more, like, Brendan Fraser, I guess you can include. Like, these types of people... Like, maybe even Tom Cruise could probably be involved in that. Yeah. But, like, they all kind of knew each other. They're all, like, auditioning for the exact same roles. And, like, I think that's so interesting. And I think there's there's less of that, like, community now. Like, it's, like... Individualistic individual, kind of, yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't know. That's just like my <laughs> your, <laughs> your, your musings on the film industry. <laughs> yeah, um, I do remember what I was going to say about Renee Zellweger. So I do. So at the end of, the, um, I so what I thought was weird about her character is I don't think she was that well written. Um, I think because like what we were say, kind of saying earlier is that she seems to fall in love or just like be really eager after just reading the mission statement to like quit her job and, like, jump on As a on single mother, just, like... As yeah. a single mother, like, I think... It just, like, it felt like the focus was so much... Which may have been a choice to, like, keep the perception on Tom Cruise and his life, but, like, there seems such a lack on what her thoughts and, like, her emotions and actions were that it just felt like... It's like, why is this girl, like, so in love with him after just reading, like, a memo that everyone else hated? Like, everyone else hated yeah. this thing, you know? And then, it's like, That's why is point. she so yeah. into it? And then, like... Even at the beginning of the movie, just from like the shots and like the look she's giving him, you can tell that she's like falling for him. Like, Immediately before, interested in way before even he thinks of her that way, yeah. like, you know. So it's just like it's like this weird male fantasy thing. I feel like definitely no, it they like shallowed her out, kind of like they made her, they kind of dumbed her down in a sense. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I like I don't know. Maybe it's just like poor writing, or like they didn't think through the women's perspective, or I don't. That's or, what it felt like, honestly, though. Yeah, it just felt like lack of thought towards yeah. her. Like it just feel, felt like she was there only to support Tom Cruise's character. Like what did what choice did she make that wasn't involved with him? Yeah, like not really anything, because like she was gonna move to San Diego, and then he proposes. And of course, he and like drops everything and, her back. Like yeah. he, he, like, yeah. and like then she's like she does make a choice to like okay we should break up. 
which is like good on her. But then like he, he comes back and makes a speech, and she's like, "You had me at hello." So it's like, like you're just gonna drop like a hat, like come back like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Like, how do you know he's changed? Like, like <laughs> the writer should have made her have more like conviction or something. Like it's right ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know. It just kind of felt like it was written by a man. That that's exactly so, how it feels. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know if that's just like part of the time period too. Might be a, that, a factor I, of that. Yeah. But that could be. Yeah. Like it's like a, it feels a little dated now. You're like, right. Well, maybe we should have had more f- foresight. Like, <laughs> yeah. I like. I think generally, I think men will like this movie way more. Like, I think this is oh, a, absolutely. a man's movie that women can also enjoy. Like, women can be like quote unquote dragged to and like maybe like it because there's yeah. a, there's a romance plot. Like, it just feels like that. Like, I feel like the gender stereotypes for this movie are very real. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Maybe not. But I just like. I just feel like I'm not gonna like meet. Like a girl that's gonna be like, oh, Jerry Maguire, I love that movie. Yeah, really. Like nineties, like late nineties, like in early two thousands, like frat guys must have loved this movie. Yes, yes, I totally like. I took my girl to go see this. Like Like, Jerry Maguire, have you seen Jerry Maguire? Like, I don't know. Maybe that's part of it too. Like Jerry Maguire, I think is also that character. Like, yeah, he's also at his core like kind of a narcissist. Like the world revolves around him. Like, right. It's. I guess that's kind of mean, but I do, I do feel like, to a certain extent, like Tom Cruise matches the audience. <laughs> that's yeah. that, that, I don't mean it quite like that, that's, but like yeah. I think, like it's not like we're watching Tom Cruise and judging his actions, but I think he comes off very charming in the movie. It's like his narcissism; we empathize with it rather than being like, "Whoa, this guy it's, has intimacy issues." We're like, we we relate to him too much. Like the Brad Pitt like corollary. Like sometimes he like too attractive like that he doesn't even re- like his presence on people is like different like right would you be like he's Tom too Cruise charming would be nearly as charming if he weren't so attractive like <laughs> right like if they like made him uglier or something yeah they, they move the teeth even more so. <laughs> <laughs> i love this <laughs> but i don't, I don't know it's cgi'd like, his teeth to be yeah. like all crooked and something <laughs> then like girls would like the movie more <laughs> <laughs> I, we fixed it. We yeah, fixed Jerry Maguire, everybody. Yeah, I don't know. I just, like, I feel because he was so charming that his, like, ill-informed actions, like, you can kind of put, a, like, a pass to a lot of Yes, it. exactly. And you, you relate to the man character, and no one's really relating to the woman character. And that goes back to the writing, too. Yeah, and again, yeah, I think that's part of the writing. And it's probably because, to a certain extent, I think Jerry Maguire is supposed to be based on a, off a real-life sports agent, too. So okay. were, I don't know if you remember at the very end of the movie, like the last shot was like some guy and he like talks to the camera. Oh, uh, I, that, think, he I would, think that was his mentor. Supposed that to be was his, the mentor. Okay. That's what it seemed like. Those see, like that was also weird too. Yeah, like these a, asides where this guy would just be giving you some like one sentence life advice, like throughout the movie, and then that's how it ends. It's like interesting, right? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, like, it was it was why? a weird choice. I was like, wait, who is this guy again? Like, have we met him? Yeah. But I don't know. So I don't know if it's, like, based off a real person. But whatever. But what I was saying is I think the writer is, like, at least partly basing off this of experiences he's drawn from or, like, that he knows. And so I think that's why Tom Cruise comes off as more affable and, like, likable than maybe he should be. I don't know. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, Because, like, he he has a clear, like, effect on people. Like, you remember how charming he was just, like, at, like, the airport and, like, playing with the kid and, like... Mm-hmm. In, within his office before everything went out the window. It's like somehow he has this like presence that just draws people back in, but like his actions are not that good. Like, right. Except right. like that as an agent though, like he shows his dedication and then that's like the triumph at the end. Like, 
Right. At the end of the day, like, he was just representing this one guy, giving his all, like, trying to show that he actually can do this as a job. But, like, there are so many times where you question his, like, character and his, like, integrity because he doesn't do, like, the right thing. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. Like, when that. he, like, gropes <laughs> her, like... Right. It's like... Like, yeah, you just literally assaulted, like, your employee. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, so like, we move on from it, and, and then, then they get married. And then she's just fine with that, like, or whatever. Yeah. It's like, th- that's just... That's right. That's the writing. Yeah. I think. Like. Yeah, I think that's both. Yeah, the writing and the time period. I just. I think it's weird how much we're supposed to like his character, when he's not that likable. When you really. When you. At least when you see it on paper. I think yeah. in the movie, you can. It's easier to forget the stuff he does and like see how charming he is on screen. Mm-hmm. And I think you can relate to him better. Which I don't know. I don't know if how much of that was on purpose. If like they're trying to be like, oh, like there is like redemption in this character. Like mm. there are parts that you can like about him. He grows, like he gets better. He, be, he learns how to be intimate. Like, See, that's why I think this like, we're not rating that this movie that highly because it's so like ambiguous mm-hmm. what the actual like goal kind of was. But maybe like that's what they were going for. But like also I'd rather have like kind of more of a clear vision. Yes, I think, yeah. I think they made a lot of interesting choices, and a lot of them clashed with each other. And yeah. I'm also not sure how much of it was purposeful and how much of it was just, like, Exactly. And I think that's kind of a problem. So I think, yeah, I, I stand by my 6.8. Yeah. I think I might move my, like, 75 to, like, a 70. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I convinced you. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. I'm, like, thinking about it, though. It's, like... Yeah, I mean, it's okay, yeah, I mean, it's okay not to like this movie. I no, like, yeah. I, like... I mean, I I still I still did kind of like it. Though. I still did like it, you know, like like if this movie, like I could totally see this movie just like playing on HBO sometime, like on TV. Yeah. And like if I don't know if my dad had it on, like I would and I was passed by, like oh yeah, like oh, I'll watch that. Show me the money scene. That's funny. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, or like whatever. Like I think it's a decent enough movie. I don't know how much I'm gonna like sit down and rewatch Jerry Maguire all the way through, but yeah, it's like gather around, y'all. Like let's watch Jerry Maguire tonight. Like <laughs> fun Friday night in like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not yeah, not sure about that <laughs> as a move, but yeah, I don't know. I still enjoyed it. I liked it. I would suggest it, not strongly, but if it came up, I'd be like, yeah, you should go ahead yeah, and watch, you watch that. that. Go ahead and watch it's it. It's on Amazon Prime. It's like, why good. not? Yeah, like I'm not gonna join you, but like you should go. You should go watch it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have any other closing thoughts on this movie? Like, what do you what do you think? I don't know. Really. I feel like we cleared it out mostly like yeah i feel like i, I feel, feel like i have clarified. a very clear yeah clear opinion about this movie now um i feel like talking sure. about it helped me clarify my thoughts because when we were walking like over here to do yeah, this like i was not very sure like what yeah. i actually thought about it like yeah on the walk over i was like i don't know exactly what i want to say about this movie because yeah. it was just like they made so many clashing choices that i was like i just it took my minute to like process like what i just watched but like the ending was fun like, and, and it was I, fun. So like, then I was kind of like, you know, I was like, bi- I feel like I was biased in my head. I was like, oh, like, was that a good movie? Like, yeah. I like it right now, but like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how memorable it's going to be, I think. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, it was very feel good. And like, I, there, I guess there are memorable moments, but I think it's the so overall quotable. Plot, that's what we will go back to. Right. Like, which is crazy. I don't know how they make quotable movies. Like, how do you make a quotable movie? That's cool. Like, there's definitely got to be good enough writing in this movie to somehow make it quotable. So I, I will give credit to the writer for that. I don't know how he did. Because there's, like, five quotes probably in this movie that yeah. I, I had heard before. <laughs> give me the Quan or whatever, like, <laughs> yeah. the whole, like, Quan stuff. That yeah, there's there some good, there's some other ones that are a little inappropriate to say on the radio, but <laughs> there's some really Where it's ones. like, that, see, but, like, 
it's good in the sense that it makes you remember it, but it was kind of bad because it also took it like just took me out of the moment because I'm like, there's no way a real human would say that. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, there were like weird things like that they just said and did that I was like, this isn't real life, but like I'm down to watch. This. <laughs> but also like, it was hilarious because it's like what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. So some weird choices overall. I think generally pretty positive. Yeah. Um, may not rewatch, but but go watch it for yourself to see if you actually would like it. Yeah, if you stuck around and listened to, to this, what... and we just had you hadn't seen it and you just stuck around, like yeah, hey, you should go watch it. Like, there's still some stuff we didn't talk about that I think you could, you can, yeah. There's enough enough good in this movie over the bad. Definitely, I think. No, um, absolutely. I enjoyed it. It's just like a weird ride. Like it's for, such a it's a wild ride. Yeah, it's, it's a wild ride, and I I enjoyed the ride. It's like an old <laughs> roller coaster. It's like <laughs> kind of rocky. It's like yeah, one it's of those like, wooden ones. Yeah, it's like yeah, kind of get like <laughs> yeah, you get like that whiplash. Yeah, like, exactly. This is like, like kind of fun. Like, yeah, I'm like question mark. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There, there's our metaphor. Jerry Maguire is an old roller coaster. And on that note, <laughs> I think we're going to end it. Um, thank you, Mike, for coming on. Dude, that was a great time. Yeah, I thanks had a great time. On. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Beautiful Sunday afternoon. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, this has been another episode of So What Do You Think? Tune in next week. We're going to have a brand new episode, so stay tuned for that. Um, but yeah, until then, peace. She lit you in her house If you come Knocking late at night She'll let you in her mouth If the words you say are right If